it makes you feel relieved that you can pass your business on to somebody else and they can do well with it just like you did and uh, it's just a good a good feeling hi there and welcome to part one of a two-part series on the topic of business succession with Fibernew. you just heard former franchisee glenn vanderplug describe the good feeling he had upon selling not one but two Fibernew territories that he owned and operated for 12 years on this episode, you'll hear about Glenn's experience with finding new owners, how he worked with Jamie and Phaedra from our head office team to do that, how long the process took, how he planned it all out, and what he's doing now that he's a blissfully retired man. If you have any questions about the resale process, we'd be happy to have a chat with you. Jamie Miles is your point of contact here. Be sure to check out part two, where we hear from the other side of the succession fence. Jay and Kelsey Stewart are franchisees who bought an existing territory, and they describe what that experience was like. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Cheers. Okay, so very happy to be talking with Mr. Glenn Vanderplug. Glenn is now a former franchise owner with Fibernew, but for many years, Glenn, you had a territory. Do you want to just maybe tell us a little bit about that territory and a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm, um, I'm located in West Michigan. And uh, been uh, fiber new, with Fiber New for 12 years, a little over 12 years now. I used to be in the car business and uh, got out of that, bought, bought a Fiber New franchise, and uh, we came to the point where my contract was ending, and it was kind of a kind of planned out session planning, and um, it worked out good that we ended up selling our, our business here um, in Michigan after 12 years, and uh, I'm looking forward to um, going on to the next thing. How long ago did you start looking at that succession step? Okay. Yeah, I did. My first contract was a five-year contract, and my second contract was a seven-year contract. And uh, that, when, after my five-year contract was done looking into the new contract, I um, kind of looked at what age I would be after seven years and, um, and if I would be able to retire at that point in my life. As uh, 62 years old, I thought it would be a great fit and. uh Hopefully, I, I was hoping at the time that things would sell and that could that could be my retirement and I could be when I was 62 and, and uh, be able to do the things I really want to do now. But uh, Fibernewic kind of afforded me the opportunity to do that. You actually ended up having two territories to sell because your original business was quite large when you bought it. And then I'm sure just through natural growth, it, it ballooned into two full territories. So do you want to just describe to us how you split it up and then the chain of events from there and, and how that played out? Well, when I was getting, I think it was about two and a half, three years ago, we started talking with, with Jamie and uh, Phaedra and um, we started looking into uh, what we need to do to, to help me sell my, my franchise and able to split mine two ways, work through through it with Fibernew to, of course, everything is done by zip code now. So we work through the zip codes and the populations and, um, got to a point where we narrowed it down to two, ended up with a good result after that. Um, and that came from a lot of working with, with Jamie, especially on that process and the whole uh, corporate team. I think maybe just you were even in a part of that discussion. At times, so yeah. Did. Jamie would bounce ideas off me and I'd kind of have a rough idea of what was going on, but she led the charge for the most part. And I remember, I mean, it basically just kind of split east-west, didn't it? There was a bit of a clean that, line at some point. It, it did, and that's how it ended up. We uh, we were looking at a different split, but in the end, uh, somehow in the last few months, we started talking about it a little bit more seriously, and we started getting some more prospects and leads for the for the business. Uh, the two-way split really worked out well, I think, for 
for me, not only me, but for the new Fiber New franchisee as well. And I have to say it played out pretty impeccably, didn't it, where you know, the, the first purchaser came in, trained in December of 2019. Second purchaser came in, trained in January 2020, so back-to-back months. In the end, the whole process wrapped up pretty quickly and neatly for you, but you had mentioned going back like two, two and a half years ago is when you really started the process. Right. Started, you know, started thinking, okay. you know, how are we going to do this? And um, what's it going to take? And um, just through all the process that we went through and the talks and negotiations and everything, it, it ended up working out perfect. When you were going through the options and details with Jamie, I'm sure she mentioned to you there are essentially three different routes to take in terms of finding a buyer. There's one that says, I'm going to be open to broker or, or uh, franchise consultant leads, leads that Fibernew generates just kind of naturally, um, or I'm going to find a buyer myself. What did you think about those options and what happened in the end? Where, where did your buyers come from in the end? The, um, the leads, one of, one of the leads came from a broker. I, had, I think there was a few different leads that were coming through brokers. Uh, not a lot of good results with that other than the last one. And that was presented through the broker service to Fibernew to me. And I had to make a decision if I wanted to, I could sell it through the broker or not. The, the broker was already in the system, so we had to do that with the broker, and that wouldn't work out well. The second one, uh, I um, purchased, the person I got interested was a, a good friend of mine. His, uh, his future son-in-law had an interest. And we kind of developed those interests into, uh, into the purchase. And... Uh, it worked out really, really well. So you got all of the avenues of people to talk to. Um, I even did a little advertising myself on a couple of different sites. Um, didn't get much response from that, but working with Jamie and Jamie through the brokers and any leads that were provided. Bob Johnson was somebody I had talked to quite a bit about things as well. But when my, um, my, my friend's uh, future son-in-law came along, it was just a perfect fit. He was pretty excited about it, and the other one was – pretty excited about it and it all just fell into place very nicely for me. How did you and the buyers end up negotiating the, the final valuation and the final price in the end? What were some of the factors that, that weighed into that equation? Fortunately, I didn't have to do a lot of negotiating because I think I had my price set pretty well, uh, was, you know, fairly, uh, fairly reasonable for somebody to come in as opposed to buying a brand new territory and paying that price. So I, I figured, well, my my help in getting these people started and, and my years of experience were worth something. So I kind of came up with a number based on the uh, the amount of leads in my system and the, the like. The one territory I didn't really develop a whole lot because I didn't have time; it was too far away. The other territories where I spent most of my time, and so there was probably more negotiation on the first one than was the second one. But um, yeah, it. I didn't have to do a lot of negotiating. Mainly, um, it had to come down a little bit because of consideration of uh, purchasing a vehicle for them and that kind of thing. Um, the the one territory is described more as a uh, as a almost as a new territory because I didn't work it that hard. But the second territory was a little bit more because I, that's where I spent most of my time and most of my leads, and it was easier to pass the baton, so to speak. And then I, I know you've just come off of a few weeks of riding with um, one of the one, your purchasers. That that was part of the that, that was just kind yeah, of part, part of the the package. 
part of the part of the contract it was the um, the buyers the new buyers went to fiber new training uh, for two weeks and then I agreed that I would work with them for three weeks following just to make sure that they get introduced to some of the um, existing customers and uh, we can go through more over more repairs because when they go to class it's um, they do a good job but it could almost be longer that's the response I got because um, there's so much to learn especially my second franchise that was um, I've spent a lot of time with the, the second sale more than the first sale because again of the area I was in and more and more people to introduce to and that kind of thing so spent three weeks I just came off three weeks with my last one and um, he's doing well good to have that solid start and and having your perspective and in hand in getting his business ramped up I'm sure it's been really beneficial to him so um, bright future ahead do you have any advice for franchise owners out there considering an eventual succession plan and, and selling their businesses based on your experience well, yeah I think you, you got to start early you know some people say start at the beginning know how you're gonna get out you, you never know what comes along with with things just the economy your health there's a lot of different things there to consider but um, if you're at that point of retirement or you're just selling your business, um, I think it's important to, to start at least a couple of years ahead uh, just to have something in, in your head, in your mind, written down on a piece of paper, whatever you like to do, to, um, to make sure it's a successful transfer that you can sell your business, get your money back out of your business that way too. It uh, makes, you, makes you feel better in the end. I like that. Start with the end in mind. You can almost never start too soon. I mean, even no. for new, yeah, even for new franchisees coming in, why why not think about an eventual end date? I mean, if you have that in mind from the start, that's not a bad thing, is it? No, I, I think it's very important, um, depending on, on your age, you know, especially. Uh, young guys coming in um, have a lot, more, a lot more time to make that decision, but... Um, I really like what you said about having a plan like even just writing it down I think that's so important it, it just seems to set things in motion subconscious activities that end up happening when you've got that plan in place mm -hmm. I think is, uh, is is a big one so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that behind you too as fiber new as a company um, you know you guys do a, a great job and um, we're working with, with Jamie and Fager especially in the last couple of months that um, you know it's helped me a lot because I've never sold a business before and so for me it's all brand new as well and um well I, I learned a lot more about it i guess so yeah you're kind of an expert now maybe well i won't say that <laughs> maybe you could be a franchise broker <laughs> no no i'm good no it, it, was, yeah. it was a lot of work and a brand new experience for me and um like i said jamie and Phaedra helped a lot and everybody in the system uh, helped answer questions and stuff that came up and um yeah it's, it's work we worked through it all together and uh, it's nice to have somebody to do that with if I was just doing it on my own I'd really be struggling so it's nice that you guys have the support that you got have to support people to um, to help that along um, it's just it's it's a wealth of information that I gathered from from everybody at fiber new so that's that's helped tremendously glad to hear it and that's really why Jamie is in that job role now is is to help anybody looking at, at selling their businesses because it's it, it was painful to see over the years um, let's say that the scenario was different for you at 62 you just thought to yourself you know what I want to retire but 
I'm just going to walk away from the business. That, that was really sad and painful to see. And you've got something of value. All we got to do mm-hmm. is package it and market it and find some new buyers to come in and keep the business going. So, I mean, oh, you're, you're a textbook example of how it can work. It makes you feel relieved that you can pass your business on to somebody else and they can do well with it just like you did. And uh, it's just a good, a good feeling, I'd say, for me as well, knowing that I've got a couple of good people that are taking over my job. And maybe, maybe I shouldn't be sentimental, but to me they're not only customers, but they're friends as well. Just, yeah, worked, it worked well. That's awesome, Glenn. Well, we're really, really happy for you. And here you are, 62 years old, and, and you know, the, the world is your oyster. What's in store for you? What's next? <laughs> well, a little travel, hopefully, and uh, a little more golf and a little more uh, fishing. And, and if somebody wants me to help them out a couple of days a week, I may end up doing that, too. You never know. That's fantastic. Well, we, we wish you and Christy all the best in the future. And again, thank you for taking time to have this conversation together. And hopefully it serves as something that uh, may spur some ideas amongst franchise owners out there. So thanks again. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Great. Thank you for all your work that you guys have done. It's, it's been a great experience. <laughs>